Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Tea time talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Yeah, island talk. Keeping it real and never fake. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Dishing the tea with Lady V, B, J, Show T. We forever styling. Real talk about real issues. If you don't like it, then go get a tissue. Walking, talking like a diva should. Wouldn't choose another sisterhood to Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. And we are back at the island, and this is your girl Vanita, your favorite Capricorn. Cheryl T's in the house, and BJ is just listening. Just listening. You better be talking today, yeah, chick. I'm talking to you today. This is a great day, y'all. We are on our way to Easter, and I'm excited about that. We got Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, and uh, Palm Sunday tomorrow. So I'm just excited about Resurrection. Resurrection Day. Whoop, whoop. Yep. So what has everybody been up to? Crickets. <laughs> well, before we do that... Can we tell a secret? Tell a secret. Okay. Well, it's that we're in a studio. Uh-oh. Yes. So we hope we sound real, real good to you. And we're spilling the tea in our new studio that was designed and built by, by Lady V. Lady V. Tell yes. them about our studio. Well, our studio is basically a large closet. <laughs> so I converted this closet into a studio. We have a, our soundproof foam and we have... A few little decorations. We got our monitor on the wall, and we got our laptop, and all our mics, and our mixer. And I even decorated with album covers, y'all. What y'all think? Yes, let me call out some of them album covers. Yes, Uh, she got Prince up here, Luther Vandross up here. She got, of course, Tina Turner. She has Michael Jackson. She has Stevie Wonder and Janet Jackson. Aretha Franklin. Ooh, Aretha. And don't forget Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Sam and Dave. We got your favorite Beverly, Miles Davis. Oh, yes. yes. We got even Wham featuring who? Y'all know who's in Wham? Mm. Cutie Pie. Who? He's on the far left. See him? Wow. So if you're into vinyl, <laughs> come to Lady V's house. She yeah, got plenty of it. Tell us about Wham. <laughs> George Michael, y'all. Oh, now the face looks familiar. Yeah. Yes, George Michael. <laughs> Al Green. The Gap the Band. Princess. We even got uh, two Martin Luther King albums up there. Mm-hmm. We got the Hawkins brothers, Walter Hawkins and Edwin Hawkins. And, of course, my favorite, Marvin Gaye. All right. What's, what's going, going on? on? What's going on? What's going on? Sexual healing. Oh, wait a minute. This is a... Uh, Let's get to our PG. real job. <laughs> this is a family podcast. I know. <laughs> get up. Get up. Wake up. Wake up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love it, Cheryl. Yes. Um, but anyway, yes, we're in the new studio, and um, this is our first day in here, and we're hoping for many more recordings after this. This is the beginning of our season three, and we're excited to get started. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what's been going on, oh, BJ? My Lord. <laughs> well, you all know that you all are the world travelers, so sadly I don't have any travel to report, but... Don't say sadly. Gladly. I'm teaching myself and my grandson 
to be aware of current events because I asked him who Katanji Brown was and he did not know. Stop. And I'm like, okay, you're 14. You're a Watson. We don't function like that. <laughs> you got to know current events. So we're working on current events on TV, uh, watching the news, listening to the radio in the car instead of always listening to music. So we're getting there and he's getting aware of what's going on around him. We're walking. I'm eating better. And I'm learning to control my sweet cravings. <laughs> oh, I need to come to your house. You man. all, I'm struggling. we saw some cookies at H-E-B, and they were three boxes for $5. And, you know, my husband loves a bargain. So we bought all three boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else had one or two. But every night, I thought it was my job to try a new one and eat three. And then I count the calories. And I'm like, eh, better cut the craving. So that's what I've been up to. Well, I wish I had been up to what you've been up to. You're <laughs> disciplined. Not yet. Working on it. <laughs> You're doing really, really well. I've been trying to stop eating at around 8 o'clock. Oh, that's hard for me. Ah, uh, so that is my cutoff. You know, if I don't have dinner already by 8, then I'm not eating after 8. So I'm trying so desperately to get a little bit more healthier um, and eating a little bit more healthier, but nothing like what you're doing. <laughs> but can you, if you don't eat, can you still sleep? Oh, yeah, I can go to sleep. See, if I don't eat, I can't sleep good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm snacking all day. That's so why. then I'm wrestling with it until 10, and now I'm eating at 10. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, man. Okay, uh, that's good. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's all I can say is I'm trying. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. I, I didn't start back eating too much. Uh, I don't know if it's... I don't eat usually before noon. I really don't. I don't like to eat breakfast. I don't like to eat first thing in the morning. I just don't. But the problem comes around 3, 4, 5 o'clock. Then mm. that's when I eat my heaviest. Mm. It's bad. But mm. that's a good time, though. Mm, no, <laughs> it depends on as what long you're as eating. You don't get sleepitis. <laughs> no, I usually don't get sleepitis, I get big bootyus. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the problem. But I'm going to cut back. Today was the first day I got on the scale in a long time. And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. I just want to <laughs> shoot that scale. I had started back going to the gym, you guys, and I had like two weeks under my belt. I was mm -hmm. working out. Well, then I decided to go to the skating ring to celebrate my niece's 25th birthday. Uh -oh. And so Auntie thought she can hang on the, you know, roller, roller skates. Skate? Roller skates, yeah, with the millennials. At any rate, You know your bones are not as strong as they I used to know, be. No, neither is my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they say when you ride a bike, you know, it's muscle memory. When you get back there mm -hmm. on the skates, I thought I was going to be rock, skate, roll, bounce. Well, I did roll in. I did bounce <laughs> in a wrong way. But I said muscle memory. Wow. You know, as you get older, you lose a little bit of both, muscle and memory. Yeah. <laughs> and it showed up on that skating ring floor. So I fell and kind of have a small hairline fracture on my uh, arm leading up to my elbow. So I've been in a sling. So it's been difficult to go to the gym and, you know, get back working out again. And that's been probably three to four weeks now. Um, so I got about another week or two before I get fully back functional. But, you know, how you go to the gym, you feel like you're starting all over again. Yes. 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 <sighs> Sometimes I'm embarrassed to go to gym if I haven't been in a long time. <laughs> I go early when, you know, those people that flex are coming in in the afternoon and late mm -hmm. after work. I try to get in early before that. 
So you do a, a seven or eight? Yes. Or? Get me in there about seven o'clock, between seven and nine o'clock. I get my workout in and I'm I need done. to do that. See, I, do I, I will have just gone to bed by then. Wow. My husband's there about 5 a.m. to 7. Oh, no. The alarm goes off at about 4 15. So he has to go to bed early. Yes. Early every night. Like That's military. why he's so mild mannered. Exactly. And I need to do what he does. You're right, <laughs> but I can't go to bed that early. Me I'm either. a night owl, and me so are too. you, Beverly. Well, because yes. you guys are retired. <laughs> I was like that before. Let me just retired. put this out there to all of our listeners. They're <laughs> texting at like 11, 12 o'clock p.m., and my phone is like buzzing by the bedside <laughs> I'm the only one in the group that's still working and they're retired so I have to let them know quietly hey I'm about to go to sleep go to sleep good night yeah she cuts us off <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop it I'm going some to sleep some of us have to work <laughs> sorry Cheryl we'll do better we get so excited when sports is on that we automatically go because we figured maybe you're watching the same yes. spectacular event we're watching. Well, we do. We talk about and the sometimes game. sometimes I am. Yeah. yeah but I know right around 1030, I better stop. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but anything else going on? Well, I'm about to celebrate 30-year anniversary on Monday. Woo! The 11th. I'm so excited, y'all. You Doing anything for 30 years is hard. Try staying married for 30 years <laughs> to and the you same all are person. A great couple. They still walk and hold hands, everybody. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, 50 years for us. Wow. Get Coming up, and um, there's no holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> there's more like, hey, watch it. <laughs> but loving it, loving it. So, yeah, 30 year anniversary coming up, and you guys just celebrated 50, right? No, in July. Okay, it'll be 50. Or 49, I think. 49, something like that. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. That's a long time, y'all, to be with the same man. (laughs) (laughs) But that is good because, as you know, uh, marriage is work. It's not just you get married and you're done. It's it's constant. Every relationship is constant work because each of you are growing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not just, you know... It's a daily grind. I I don't mean grind in a bad way, but you have to be accepting and um, accommodating and flexible and loving and ignoring certain behaviors. And (laughs) forgiving. And forgiving. Yes, big time forgiving. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And forgetful. Yes. You got to be forgetful. That's my main thing. That's a, I won't say that's the only reason why we're still together, (laughs) but when he does something, I forget it. Even though at the moment I'm saying, I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> I do. And then I forget. And he That's does, good. too. What do you mean he does, it too? It goes both ways, you all. Yes, it does. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How long you been married, Miss Newlywed? I'm newlywed. We're working on year four. <laughs> wow, so y'all hadn't hit the seven-year itch then. <laughs> Not yet, but we're doing good. That's good. Yes, and my husband is the balance that we need. He balances the scale. Because he's laid back. I'm hyper. Uh, I talk a lot. He can be quiet. He can listen. So then once I kind of hear that quietness, I kind of... Back off? Yeah, back up a little and slow down. (laughs) And then he knows. He can read me. He knows when I need certain things. And if I need a break, he gives it to me in so many ways. Oh, that's sweet. That only comes with only four years of marriage. Trust me. At 10... (laughs) 
<laughs> He'll be like walking away from you, like do your thing, be angry, do whatever you got to do. That's one thing my husband taught me. He said, you can't argue with yourself. So he's yeah. like, I'm not arguing with you, but I know you can't argue with yourself. Yeah. And that just calms me down because I can't argue with myself. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. We all got, we three have good men. Yes, yes we absolutely. Do. And Good it's a man. blessing, let me tell you. Yes, it is. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Hey, Islanders. We just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao. And we are back at the island and... It's been a minute since we've been together. Uh, I think the last time we were together, we were with Soledad O'Brien. That was so awesome. That was was. fun. That was an awesome interview, and she was down to earth, and she said she will be back, so we're looking forward to that. Yes. She was our top interview for the last year. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes. yes. Very informative, enlightened um, interview for me, for sure. And I've been watching her for so many years from CNN to all the documentaries that she's done. Mm -hmm. So it was just an honor to be able to um, interview her. It was an honor to interview her. It was. It was. So, y'all, let's just get to the hot topics. Let's just get to it. Okay, what's what's sizzling on the grill? What's hot? (laughs) I love that a lot. Start with what? what? What should we start with? The slap. Oh my gosh, the slap. We don't have to call names, but the slap. <laughs> the slap. Um, the slap that rang around the world. I yeah. know. <laughs> and left fresh prints. <sighs> Get it? Mm, yes, I got it. You I got, got it. a funny joke like I got it. <laughs> so if Good I one. said to you, her, what would you say? What are your thoughts? Her. I'm talking about the slap. I know you're talking about. The, the person mm-hmm. you would say so Jada. So if I say, "Hey, what would you her? What would you say?" You would say Jada. But what would you say about her? Well, I mean, what do you mean about what I say about her? Just your first thought. Like some people's first thought is, "Oh, that's hard to deal with alopecia." Yes, I felt I felt empathy for her situation. Uh, I definitely felt empathy for her in in losing of her hair, you know, alopecia, or if you have cancer and you're going through chemo treatment, that is so hard for women because that is what we call their glory. So you mm-hmm. just like you don't want to take that crown of glory away from them. And take I mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know that's hard for her, and that's been a struggle for her. So that was yes. like probably the worst. The timing was not good for the joke. And if you say him. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know how much people have had to endure. So when I think of him, I think there must be something deeper that we don't know. Maybe about their marriage. Maybe about her. Maybe about him and and Mr. Rock. Um, We don't know. 
We never know what pushes people to do the things that they do. But there's that, that's no excuse for violence. Exactly. exactly. I'm always going to go that, that route. There's Me too. no excuse Me for too. violence. Me too. And it's what I was working on with my sweet cravings. Somewhere there, there was a lack of control. Yes, self-control. Self-control. So we got to work on it. And if you say the other him, it's just the opposite. What do you mean? The other him, poor joke. But practice self-control. True. Wow. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a poor joke, but. And I saw the joke completely different, you all, because I'm slow. But I thought of Demi Moore. Right. And how good she looked and the action pack. And I thought. And how it was, strong she was as a person. And how strong she And was. how beautiful she looked with the and short haircut. Beautiful. With and so the does Jada. Hair. That was no so short hair. That was bald. I was thinking. <laughs> That the reference in the joke was that we don't need Dimmy. We got you. And you'll look just as good, if not better. I wish he had said that. Well, he didn't say I it that I wish he way, had said that. It probably wouldn't have been a joke saying it that way. But you know what I'm saying? But, I thought but, it was just a reference to, you can yes, do that too. That's true. That's true. But when you're already struggling like that, it, mm -hmm. it, it some things trigger you. And you act the way you act at that moment. Sometimes self-control is way in the back of your mind. Mm. Um, people lose it for whatever, whatever reason. We can't explain it. The disgust that Will Smith saw in his wife face yes. caused him to react. It was a trigger. Mm -hmm. But you have so much. It would be different if Chris Rock was standing right there at your fingertips and you just smacked him just because it just came out like but that. But you thought about that. But it was premeditated because you had time to walk up those stairs. You had time to sling your hand way back to China and bring it all the way across, <laughs> yeah. you know, and still walk down and sit down. There, there was so much time to catch yourself. Mm -hmm. But you know? Cheryl, I think about um, and I think you and I were talking about this, that when somebody gets stabbed 17 times, when do you stop and think, what am I doing? Is it on the 10th stab or the 12th stab? When you're stabbing somebody and somebody's like, the victim died that had been stabbed 17 times. But when does it click in the person's mind? It doesn't because I guess there's so much anger there or rage and rage. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. So maybe there's hate, maybe there's rage, maybe there's history that we don't know about. I mean, I, I do know some incidents that have happened where Chris Rock made fun of the Smiths and they weren't even in his presence. And that was oh, on national. Yeah, back at the, uh, the other Oscars, it was three or four years ago when the mm. Smiths boycotted the Oscars because no mm. one of color was nominated mm. and they said they weren't going to go. Well, Chris Rock was a presenter that year and he got up and made fun of them and said, I don't know why they're boycotting. They weren't even invited to the Oscars. So what kind of joke is that? It's funny. <laughs> it's but not funny. When you are at that level and you are at that visibility level, mm. too much is given, much is required. required yes. You're going to get people to make jokes about you, about your family. And mm. not to say that it's right. I didn't say anything about what Chris Rock had done. And I don't think Chris Rock, the joke he made was to be negative or mean. I don't think, I don't he, think he was trying to do no. that. But still, you are a person that people are looking up to all around the world. And that was live TV around the world. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if you, I think if he had taken a moment and even thought about the consequences, but of course it was his wife and you saw the disgust on her face. Because and he started laughing at first. He yes, did laugh at the joke. He enjoyed the joke yes, at first, but when he, he looked at her, that was, that was the trigger, as you said. That was it. That and was so sometimes you think about maybe it was too much, not enough time for her, but sometimes wives or girlfriends, you, you might reach out and say, babe, where are you going? Yeah, we what have a lot doing? of power within our relationships. Yes, but you got to use it. <laughs> yes, in the be... right way. Yes. Exactly. So the the whole gist of it is, yes, it was a, a joke, maybe in poor taste and at the wrong time. And, yes, and that's a matter of opinion. That's a matter mm-hmm. of opinion and self-control. We don't know what he was going through, but mm-hmm. there should have been some self-control there. There was something else in his life or in his relationship. yes. relationships. That with caused him to do that exactly yes. well his penalty you guys know what the penalty was yes yes, yes. heard about the penalty 10 years no invitation no, no invitation. invitation and he gets to keep his oscar but 10 years away from uh the academy which i don't think will bother him at all it won't bother him it's just one less stress one because it took him how many years to one of them to yeah it took him how many years to win it i'm just hoping his reputation is repaired somewhere down the line so i don't think it's damaged me either that's what you say but i've talked to other people that don't see him in the same light as they do i'm disappointed in him yeah but then i keep going back to we don't know what the relationship is between the two of them and what has occurred in his life because I did see an interview that I guess he had done a couple of years ago and he talked about watching his father beat his mother Mother. and Mm -hmm. he didn't do anything you know how some little kids will start beating the dad's legs well what you see in movies and Mm -hmm. fighting them and he literally said he did nothing nothing. but shrink back Mm -hmm. and so you don't know if that was a flashback Mm-hmm. And he decided, oh, I'm protecting my woman. I ain't going to be like I was when I was nine years old watching my father. So you yeah. don't know all the things. Yeah. It's still not an okay or justification for doing what you did. I don't think anybody wants to promote violence. But no. sometimes when you're pushed to a certain level, you you either curse somebody out, you hit somebody, you run well, away. You run away. You cursed him and he hit him. Or you run away or you shrink. that's what got me. I almost could take the slap. But then you go back to your seat and you send the MF word. And he was still in a state of rage. Yeah. You can but, see it on uh, But his also, now, Chris look, was still talking. He said, yes. okay, I'm going to stop doing what you said. But before that, he said, okay, it's just a joke. Well, he was trying to get him to get it. I mean, get it now. You done slap me. Yeah. Get well, it. So it's I do want to say to Chris Rock, he did an excellent job of still maintaining his composure yes. and allowing the show to go on and not pressing charges against Will Smith. So you talking about turning the other cheek yes. when you get hit on one. So so, so I want to say I want to I want to pose this question to you guys because he did not press charges. Do you think that he did not because. Um, he was turning the other cheek or he felt like, well, maybe I did go too far and I'm not going to go any further by pressing charges. It could have been to both. It could have been a little bit both. of both. You I know? think it was both. And I think that he's he's very intelligent. So very. he's probably both a reasonable person. And it's no need in causing more confusion on top of confusion. True. He probably consulted with lawyers or something, maybe, you think? His agent probably came over there and said something. We don't know. We weren't backstage. But I got one last question for you all. What? What? When that happens between two people of color, you know how we feel as black people or we used to feel like it was the whole 
this has been done to all of us. So how did you all feel from that sense? You know what I'm saying? All I thought about was black on black crime. Yes. Like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I always, I felt like, oh Lord, did they have to send a black man hit another black man on TV? I felt bad for both of them. I did too. Because my heart can, went out to them. So I did hear that Denzel Washington and also Tyler Perry pulled Will Smith aside and they just they just began to pray. I think it was Samuel Jackson also. Yes, yes. and began to pray with him because they saw something that was just that was out of order that mm-hmm. was not him. And also Will Smith's mother said she has never seen him She's go to that level like before. That. Yeah. So like you said, something triggered him. It was mm-hmm. something it else was triggered. going on in his triggered. mental capacity that. That caused that to happen because a lot of times when you're in rage, you don't think about consequences. No. You know, just a lot of people we're in orange right now because, you know, that, that rage hit them and they didn't think about the consequences. Exactly. So, yeah. But I was just I was just glad to see that uh, Chris Rock was able to continue with the show and mm-hmm. not, you know, have a uh, revenge type of attitude towards yeah. Will Smith. And he didn't, you know, the police weren't there to arrest him and all that other stuff. I think that would have just been even over, worse than the slap. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, they all need Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And But even people that have Jesus <laughs> make mistakes. Lose it. Yeah. They're yes. human. Yes. yes. You know. There's, there, w- there is no perfect person. We mm-hmm. all no. have a level no. that we will go to, especially to protect our families. Exactly. There have been times that I've wanted to slap somebody, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm I mean, the truth did. is the light. I mean, really. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to go, you know, into my pockets. I have to go visit with you and everything. Would you, you know? visit me? I would come visit you because that's what oh, Jesus said. You have to visit him in prison. That's oh, that's sweet. I, I don't know if I'd come you. visit y'all. See? Yeah, you would. <laughs> I always told my kids, if you ever get put in jail or prison, I will not visit you because you've been taught the right things to do. Yeah, you would. She no, would. I would not. No, I would not. <laughs> At least one time. No. No. I'm telling you no. Okay. Let's move on. Well, let's hope we never have to do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> they know it. I've told them a million times. Well, what's another topic Well, then? speaking of violence, and I hate to keep on this violence, this stuff in Ukraine, y'all, is driving me nuts. It's been tough watching everything unfold because it's so reminiscent of World War II with Hitler and the Nazis, you know, and the people of Russia not being told the truth and uh, what's happening over in Ukraine. So therefore, they thinking Vladimir Putin is saving the people of Ukraine from, you know, Nazis invading. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, giving him an encore. His percentage is like it 82%. Went up. Yeah. yeah. It went up. What? 82% yes. his, of popularity within his people. His now, popularity is up if that's Russia. true or not, we don't know because he, he controls everything. Mm-hmm. Um, even the state media, even the polling. So we, we don't know if all of that is true and who's being polled. But we do know the pictures. And we yes. do know that those pictures are real. Right. And it's it's heartbreaking to see people with their hands tied behind their back who were shot, uh, people who were waiting on the train and they were killed, uh, missiles being sent, just harem scaring, I guess, into their country and devastating all of the land, the buildings where the people lived. And it makes me angry. And yes. then it's hard to figure out what the prayer should be. You know, I've I've developed so much. Well, I've always kind of disliked Putin. I'm not going to lie. And but I don't want to pray or wish anything bad on anybody. Right. 
but it's hard not to say, Lord, I want you to hurry up and let him get shot or, you know, but I, but I take it back and say, Lord, forgive me. And then I start praying, Lord, you know, we thought heart. Chris Rock was a slap was bad. You talk about taking the man out. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to pray for his soul and yes. his heart, but it's hard when you see him it is killing hard. children. And yeah, it's any any human being. You know, you know. My my difficult. prayer has always been that you know, because Ukraine is like David and mm. Russia is like Goliath. You know, allow David to have victory over Goliath and. Also with Gideon, um, I know I'm going yes, biblical. Yes, in the yes. three hundred, and I mean they just scattered because they were so, the the army was so confused. They thought, okay, something's not right here. We're going back to our home. So that was been my has been my prayer. Let it be like in the days of Gideon. Mm-hmm. Let the Russian army get so confused that they decide they don't want to stay and they go home. Well, guess what has happened? Things are happening. Like they that. have pulled out now. This is the thing, Ukraine. They did not prepare these Russian uh, soldiers because right. Chernobyl was the worst disaster when it came to um, um, the what is the the mineral that come into the the air. Uh, I'll get the word in just a second, but it was the worst disaster, and they wind up digging trenches around Chernobyl and started mm-hmm. getting sick. Because from that, it. all of that leftover chemicals or whatever it is, I, we're both losing it, but all of that is affecting their bodies. So they have six soldiers. Uh, and you're right, they're ill-prepared. They don't have, they're running out of gas for their tanks, and that's a good thing. Uh, different things are happening to them, and so maybe that'll continue so that the Russian people can see that, wait a minute, maybe the soldiers can get back and tell the truth. You know, I, I just feel like it can't be, I wish it could be like the old days where you could have a plane with some flyers and drop them over Russia so these people would know what their leader is yes. like and they would want to overthrow him. Right. But he's a KGB guy, so everybody's fearful of him. Even And you notice in his interviews, he sits at one end of the table and all the diplomats or anybody else that speaks to him is a mile away. So the Chernobyl disaster was a nuclear. The, nuclear. the thing I, I was thinking, trying either. to get was nuclear. But the nuclear reactor was the worst nuclear reactor disaster mm-hmm. in history of the world. Well, these soldiers began to dig trenches around the very area that's most soiled with the nuclear waste. And they began to get sick. Mm-hmm. And so they have pulled out and moved back to uh, Russia in many cases. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is starting to happen where they're pulling out of Kiev and going back uh, to Russia. But he's still going to other viable areas they and are. sending missiles that blow up and kill p- women and children and men protecting their country. I don't think people thought Ukraine was going to fight as much as they're doing. And I mean, they're putting up a fight. I hope we send more ammunition, but I just pray to God on allow something to happen to stop that. Yes, yes. Let's hope it does. Let's hope it does. Beverly, you were talking about you don't know what to pray for when it comes to him. I I get so angry. I know. And I was thinking of a a time when I was working, um, teaching, and I had a co-worker who, uh, well, I'll say an administrator, um, that didn't understand special education mm-hmm. to the point that if she saw me in the hall 
she said she called me in her office and said I, you know when I see you in the hall you don't look happy you look sad you look serious um, do you not want to be here and I'm like okay obviously you don't understand special ed if I'm laughing and talking these kids are not going to take me serious and when I left her office I thought you know what Lord I can't work with someone like that mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to be able to because they don't get it mm -hmm. they don't get it and something's going to have to give. And within a week, she left. Wow. All I said was, Lord, I can't do it. And God Not answers with... that prayer. Yeah. He just need to say, yes, God, does. fix it. Please fix it or help yeah. them or yeah, get I, them through I, I, it. I, yes. Yes, I've been asking for the, the Gideon prayer and the David and Goliath prayer. And then for Putin, I just said, Lord, stop it. Putin. Yes, I've asked and for that how, too and not figure it out. Right. That's I'm not going yeah, to figure it out. It's not. I'm not yeah. going to be the judgment. I'm not the Me judge and the jury. the jury. I'm just like, God, will you please stop him from causing this terror, mm -hmm. a reign of terror on mess. these people? Yes. And then the world has to stand up. All of these free countries, we've got to stand up in any way that we can. The biggest issue is, and I know everybody's like, oh, we got to help. But yes, we do have to help in so many ways. But if these power company countries mm -hmm. like us, the United States, mm -hmm. Russia, or China, China began to throw around nuclear warheads. Throw around their weight. All mm -hmm. my, and not just their weight, but true uh, military warheads, nuclear warheads. It's not going to be good. It's so many people that will die. So that's the reason why they're trying to do diplomacy and they're trying to help Ukraine in the best way they can without pushing uh, the United States into the middle of the conflict. Even yes. China is like, we can't jump in because, you know, it's over and done yeah. if they do. Yeah, it is. So, but it's just a sign of the times, and I don't know if you guys have been reading Revelations, but if you read Revelations, a lot of it is already in there, exactly the things that are going to take place before the end happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know why we feel like, you know, Jesus can't come, his second coming can't be during our lifetime. Nobody said that it couldn't. I know. <laughs> I know. Maury and I were talking about that today, about the very same thing. Yes. The state of the world right now, yes. it's all in there, so in the scriptures. So it's to be ever-present, because everything that has to happen before he returns, you can check the boxes, all of it has happened. Exactly. And you go and read it like you should be reading it. Right. You know, you can check the box, check, is that's happened, that's happened, that's happened, that's happened. It's just a matter of the time we don't know when it's we don't know happen. the time or place know when he's coming nice. but um we should always be standing ready so i just say to the listeners are you ready <laughs> be ready stay ready yep yes, be ready yes. stay get ready. your house in order. order get it in order get it in order yep yeah and on that note we pray for the ukraine yes, yes we, we do. do so let's let's do um let's do some good news here what we got? What we got? What's good? <laughs> well, the Supreme Court Justice. Say the name. Say the name. Katanji. Brown Jackson. Jackson. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations. Yes. I'm happy. Yes. She had a grueling time in that, that Senate. Grueling is an understatement. Yes. That was grueling. And I just, 20 hours, if I understand. It was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. It was but she kept a, her composure. It was a bit much. It was over the top. It was... To me, I would describe it as ridiculous. 
and I get it. I understand a lot of people that were in that room. They were, of course, jockeying for points, for political points, for mm-hmm. the upcoming elections, 2022. They had the camera so focused ridiculous. on them. Yes. So they're it trying to get... Right. It was an opportunity to politic, and that's what they were doing. But also understand that, you know, the process should be... Um, not easy because it's a lifetime appointment. Right. <laughs> it should be hard and the tough yes. questions should be asked. But not the but stupid the, questions. Not the stupid questions and the way you ask them. That's yes. right. So exactly. tough questions were asked to the other people who are now on the Supreme Court. But it was the manner and way in which people stood on their soapbox right. and uh, spoke to her. And so I didn't like that. And it was no. embarrassing for those of us who live in Texas and uh, Girl. our senators did what they did. Now, that's it, all I'm going to say because I don't even want to give them the credit of having their name. It was disgusting. On the You're right. I don't want to mention the names. It was disgusting. It was. It was. But I'm excited about her having this appointment appointment to the Supreme Court. And we just pray, like Cheryl said when we first talked about this when she was nominated. We want her to use the law in the right way. We Mm -hmm. want her to abide by the law and carry out the law. And if she does that, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to worry about for any political person, Republican, Democrat, Independent. If she's doing the law the way that she knows the law should be and keeps God in her head, sometimes you can't say it to everybody, but keep God in her head and do what he says is right, She's going to do a great job. Yes. I, I feel she confident is. she will. I believe she is. And it, it was great to see her uh, so that other young females can also say, wow, she did it. I can too. Yes. Um, so it, it's great to now see the demographics of or the representation of um, all America, you know, being represented on the courts, the right. highest court in the land, right. and also in the House and in the Senate. Exactly. It's important because mm-hmm. if you're speaking up for me, you got to understand me. <laughs> if you're making laws for me, you have to understand me. And I think, uh, you know, I, I wasn't big in politics, but it is so important um, when you have senators and, and state representatives representing you uh because they need to understand their constituents in order to represent them. I had that discussion with my grandson uh, that we need, one, be aware of who these people are and why are you interested in them? Because they make the laws that will oversee your life and tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's getting it. And I just wanted him to know her name, say her name, and be aware of the impact that she may have an opportunity to place on his life. And I'm sure her daughters are so proud. And I think that strengthened them to see their mom Mm -hmm. go through that process and not waver Mm -hmm. and not give in. Um, I think it was awesome to see Mm -hmm. and witness. I mean, some of that, those questions and how that she had to endure it, I think I'd have been, I'm done. Peace out. Yeah, I would have been. Okay, then. Y'all can have this confirmation. I'm out. No, Beverly, you probably would have said, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all are being ridiculous. I would have. And me, I would have said, excuse me. <laughs> She's out. I'm gone. And it's funny because I'm. I used to be. You know, when they say you get in a situation, you're gonna either fight or flight. I used to be straight up fight. Now I'm just like I'm tired. I'm out. I'm out. See you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I straight up. Some fight. fights aren't worth it. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. You got to pick your battles. And yes. she stayed the course. And she did. I'm happy that she did. I am too. And I think it's a time of celebration. It yes. is. Yes. Let's pop the cork. It's champagne time. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with our favorite subject. Wonder what that is. <laughs> We had some technical difficulties and we had to wait three days to get it figured out, but we are here. So thank you ladies for your patience because I'm still learning how to do all of this. Self-talk. you're doing a great job at it. Awesome. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yeah, so we are here and we are back to talk about our favorite subject. Sports. Sports. <laughs> and... Um, Let's go ahead and, and dive in and talk about Mr. Brady Beverly. Oh, Tom Brady. He's back, and I'm happy about it. I told you I want to see what an old man can do. I'm yes. excited. Yes, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited, too. I'm sure Tampa Bay is glad to have him back because, you know, it's not very easy to find quarterbacks right now in the industry that can operate at that level. There are plenty available, just not at that level. Exactly. That is true. Yeah, it's true. Very true. A couple looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> I won't call any names. Okay, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be interesting and exciting to see what he is going to do. And um, is his buddy coming back? What's his name? Gronk? Mm-hmm. Gronkowski. Oh, yeah. good. They make a oh. great team. They do. If, they he's do. Not, if he wasn't planning to, guess what? He'll come back anyway. That's He'll true. Come. Like Tom, you know, I took Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom called him last time and said, dude, I need you. Come on back. And he said, okay. <laughs> okay, while he was sitting on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guess who else is back? This is a, a segment about coming back. Who else is back? Tiger Woods. Mr. Yes, Beverly and her golf. Cheryl's a golfer too. Yes, I'm not as good as Beverly though. (laughs) I try. We're we're equal, but you know what? I'm just excited because you know Tiger Woods has done so much for the game. And so immediately when he said, I'm playing, everything changed. People got really excited. Not Mm -hmm. to say that there aren't great golfers because you know, (laughs) I think his name is Scheffler. I always get his name mixed up. But the guy that won the Masters this past weekend, he's awesome. He's won like four tournaments in just some recent months. And that's awesome. That is nothing like having Mr. Tiger Woods. Yeah, you know, Tiger has elevated the sport, really. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I, I wanted to share with you all, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith on Jimmy Kimmel. And he said, guess what? Even if Tiger doesn't win, he wins because, you know, the doctor said when he had the accident that he almost died, but he lived. Then they said, "Mm, your leg is in bad shape. We're probably not going to be able to save it. We might have to amputate it. And then what they do, they put some steel rods in and now he's walking. They said, you'll be walking crooked. Now he's walking straight. He walked at the masters. He walked at the masters up the hills and down the hills. And so I just got excited because, like he said, even if he doesn't win, he played golf at the Masters level after all of that. So 
Go Tiger and Woods. speaking of the master le- master's level, even though he came in 47th, but we're talking 47th in the world after yeah. a major accident like that. What uh, athlete that you know can come back after that many surgeries that he's had and still perform at the top 50 uh, in the world? And, um, and, and kudos to Scheffler for winning. He did an excellent job with minus 10. It is hard to get a minus 10 on uh, the the masters in uh, augusta <laughs> yes yes but just think that that was awesome it was awesome and the excitement when tiger came off at the 18th they gave him a standing ovation that's awesome and he didn't, and he didn't win i know standing ovation and i love how out of the respect is. of him persevering you know yeah right yeah yeah i, I love exciting. how he had go ahead I just said it was exciting. Yeah, I love how he has his mini me with him all the time now. <laughs> Dressed just Done. like him, walks just like him. He's just playing the role. He's into it. Yes. That's awesome. So it's something because a lot of these uh, sports or athletes in their heyday, their children are so young and don't realize wow, their dad is famous or their mom is famous and doing uh-huh. all these great things. Because they're so young, you know, and yeah. by the time they get old enough to understand, then their parents are usually retired out of the sport. So it's great to see him uh, walking alongside of his dad and being there with his dad at this age. But it you is. know what? He's still just dad. Isn't that yes. awesome? <laughs> That's true. That is true. So y'all, let's move to one of my favorite sports basketball all right all right so are we so, talking ncaa or let's, we'll go ahead and we'll start with ncaa so y'all know i'm a, a women's basketball fanatic i go yeah. to the for every year no matter where it is no matter what teams are competing i just love women's basketball that way and the same way with wnba too but i went to the final four which was in minneapolis and my team Went all the way to the championship. And who is your team? (laughs) My team is the South Carolina Gamecocks, coached by the one and only Don Staley. Go, Don. Hall of Famer. Yes. (laughs) Gold medalist. Give a shout out to Destiny and Aaliyah Boston, too. Oh, yes, yes. They, They carried that team on their back. Mostly Destiny, though. Yeah. Um, she really showed out. Um, Don got coach of the year. Um, Aaliyah Boston got player of the year and yeah. player of the year. So, wow. and they were number one before the season started and they never wavered from that spot. Uh-uh. The whole they were season. awesome. They had an awesome year. They really did. They did. They or really season, did. I should say. So um, they just had the WNBA draft last night. And Destiny Henderson was drafted. Oh gosh, don't ask me what team I forgot because I was so excited. And but I do wonderful. Uh, yeah, so she got drafted into the WNBA. And awesome. uh, yes, Victoria Saxton, who is a senior, um, is gonna is eligible to play one more year. So she said, let's run it back, ladies. <laughs> so she got drafted by Indiana. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So she, um, there's going to be a fellow Gamecock on there, um, Tiffany Mitchell. I remember seeing her play uh, in the Final Four years ago. So, Any relation? 
<laughs> no, I wish. I wish. <laughs> but she's an awesome player also. So that was my experience with the NCAA women's basketball. But as far as the WNBA, they got some good picks. Ryan Howard was drafted first to Indiana, I believe. Um, Indiana ended up with four or five picks in the top 10. Wow. Um, teams were trading their picks because they want to do drafting next year because people like player of the year, Leah Boston, it will be up. She'll be eligible then, right? Or up for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's that's my take on women's basketball. But we can move to the NBA. The playoffs are starting, y'all, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, today. Today, right? I think tomorrow. I know the, the Spurs do the play-in tomorrow. <laughs> so it starts today because two, two yeah. uh, four teams play today, four teams play tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Spurs play tomorrow for the play-in. I'll be so, so what do you guys think about that play-in situation? I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I mean, it gives people hope and a chance. I was going to say, yeah. it gives all the low teams uh, 24 hours or 48 hours of hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you never know. Like I always say, on any given day, it could be somebody else's turn. There you go. So to yeah. our listeners, the w, the, not the WNBA, but the NBA has came up with a new uh, play-in rule stating that from teams from 1 to 10, they used to do 1 through 8 uh, on the East and 1 through 8 on the West. Now it's 1 through 10. You can actually make the playoffs. So the last three teams, the 8, 9, and 10th seed, they actually get to play each other to see who gets the actual 8th slot. But whoever wins that has to then play the number one seed after playing all of those games to get to the eighth seed. <laughs> so exactly. it's an uphill climb. Uh, yeah. But those last three, uh, the eighth, ninth, and tenth seeds are usually like maybe 0.5 games behind each other. So I think that's why they opened it up just a little bit more uh, to help maybe those teams that maybe had a bad game, a uh, bad couple of games. Uh, to kind of show that show their face within the playoffs and see what they can do. That's true, and I, I like I said, I like it. It gives hope, and it could be your chance. It, it, you could be a Cinderella coming from the behind, you know, coming from behind rather. Um, I like it. What do you think, Beverly? I like it too. I, I, like I said, it gives them hope. We'll see who gets in. Uh, I still have my picks though already. So okay. So what what are your picks for the West? For the West, you know, I'm going with Phoenix because I love the coach. And I know the the players too, but I love the coach and the way he coaches with what he has, with who he has to coach. I feel like they have a good opportunity to go all the way. And then even though they've been kind of up and down, Golden State, and I'm going to throw Utah in there. They're a little shaky, but but my, my main team right now is Phoenix. What about you? What about Cheryl? On the West Coast, I'm going to call, of course, the Phoenix Suns. And also, I love the Grizzlies because I love John Moran. He's so electric to watch him play. He is. Oh, my gosh. I love watching him play. So, I love the Grizz, watching the Grizzlies play. So, I'm wishing that the Spurs... (laughs) Even though they're coming in at number 10, hopefully they can play to a level to actually get into the playoffs, but then that will put them playing Phoenix if they do make that A seed, and I don't know if they'll get past them, but that's just my hope and my wish. Now, on the east side, I'm going with Miami. Wait, let me do my West. Let me do my West. Oh, that's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do your West. <laughs> so my West, I'm going to go outside the box. The LA Lakers. <laughs> Why are you cursing on this podcast, Cheryl? That's a bad word. That's a bad word. Say I'm sorry. They're on <laughs> vacation the anyway. It doesn't matter, Vanita. They're on vacation. <laughs> they, they go, go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I am a diehard Steph Curry fan. So I'm Warriors all the way to the very end. I see okay. them holding up a trophy. I really do. That's um, my second have to pick. Get past Phoenix, which is my second pick. Woo um, And I'm like you, Cheryl. I'll be praying for the Spurs because anything can happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Warriors fan for real. It's so exciting to see them play. They it seems like they're having so much fun. And when Steph touches the ball, the arena always goes crazy. No matter where he's playing, it doesn't have to be at home. It can be anywhere. And uh, yeah, they always want to see those threes from the bleachers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so awesome. okay, so the East, Beverly, go ahead. Oh uh, well, Cheryl and I had kind of talked about this, and my first picks were Boston and Philly, and one of her picks. But I'll wait till she says it. But Boston <laughs> and Philly. <laughs> Boston and Philly. Well, I'm yeah. going to say mine. Mine are the Bucks Woo-hoo! and Boston. Bucks in Boston. Those are the teams I like. I love Giannis. I actually hope he wins MVP again. If not, he can be Joker from the East. It can oh, be Joker. Yeah. I like him, Jokovic. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm Milwaukee Bucks all the way. I don't want any Brooklyn in there. Oh, no. I'm not really I know. either. And I'm, I love Giannis. So I don't, that's what I told Cheryl. I don't know how I didn't think Milwaukee Bucks. And I know they've been struggling a little bit lately, just in different spots. Plus, in the game the other night, I don't know if they took Giannis off the floor. He was hurt or something. So I haven't checked on him, but I will today. He's, he's all right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you haven't checked on him, but you will today? Like, you're going to call him up? <laughs> I might. I might because I do love him, but I, I just didn't pick the bucks this time. <laughs> okay. All right. Cheryl, what about you, East Coast chick? Well, I am loving on the Miami and, of course, Milwaukee. m and I'm loving uh, Miami uh. and Milwaukee. All right. <laughs> okay, Jimmy Butler, huh? Jimmy Butler. Yes. He, yeah. You know what? I hope he get one because uh, he's been working. He's been carrying that team for a minute. Yes. And working Everything so hard. Everything he's been on, he's carried. And he's been misunderstood on teams. But mm-hmm. I think he's found his place. But that brother works hard on the court. You hear me? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll see what the end will be. Um, Speaking of NBA, Beverly, I think you have some news for us. I have the best news, my man, Ginobili. He is going into the Hall of Fame. And you know, I love Ginobili. I must have every Spurs t-shirt with Ginobili's name on it. Then I have one of Tim's. One of Tony's from the old school, but I've got bunches of Ginobili. And so congrats to Ginobili. Tim Hardaway's going in in that same group, but congrats to our guy from the San Antonio Spurs, Manu Ginobili, going into the Hall of Fame. So is Lindsey Whalen. (laughs) Lindsey Whalen is from the uh, uh, WNBA. Yes, yes. Coaching now, but yes, she's going into the Hall of Fame also. So that's awesome. That is awesome. And George Carl is one of the coaches that's going in. Who? George Carl. He's one of the coaches that's going into the Hall of Fame. I know who he is, yeah. 
All right. Okay. Well, guess Speaking who else? Coaches, y'all heard the L.A. Lakers coaches get coach got fired today. Yes, yeah. we heard it. They were already indicating it like two or three days ago, which is terrible, kind of cruel. Yeah, they Sunday had night. six different coaches in eleven years. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no consistency. I told my husband that the Lakers. The Laker team now is messing up the legacy of the Lakers. I mean, it's, mm. it's functional. I don't think it's a team. You got to remember the general managers and the owners, they're actually making, picking all of these teams. It's not just the players. I know um, King James has a lot of input and influence, but it's not just him making those decisions. Trust me. He's it's, not just It's leadership going along with what he wants. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it that is. He's a big dog in it. Don't, don't. He's a big dog in it, Cheryl. And they're going along with it because he helps bring the (laughs) ka-ching. The ka-ching. And and they've (laughs) lost their way in terms of how they used to run the team. And I know you can't go back, but uh, you got to look at everything you're putting together. And you knew when you put all those stars together that that was an automatic red flag. It should have been us amateurs out here. You're telling me you're putting all these high-powered guys on the same team and on paper that looks good but when you're playing does it really look that good when you know this one might hog the ball how are they going to mesh and who do you have to mesh them so maybe they blamed it on the coach that he couldn't put them all together and get them to work right get that wheel Mm. to turn you see Mm, i'm sorry i just had to say that (laughs) (laughs) i just heard quite the contrary yesterday what interviewed LeBron and Palenko. Uh-huh. And LeBron says, I don't have any influence. If I ever had any, I don't now on who they put on this team. He said, my job is to lead on the floor. It's the owner's job to lead off the floor. Then they interviewed Palenko and he said the same thing. Well, they all that- missed the mark. <laughs> yeah. well, they just did this yesterday. So they know what the problem is. And Polanco said, if it fails this time, it's on him, not on anybody else. So they're going to make some changes. Um, I hate that probably Westbrook is going to get yanked off the team. Um, I think he's misunderstood. Um, He's a great player. Mm -hmm. I just hope he finds his fit before his career is over. Yeah, yeah. and I hope he gets his ring because he's definitely been fighting to do that. And he plays so hard. I mean, and he he tries to help others play that hard as well. But it's just hard to put all of that talent together and make it work. Right, right. So we'll see. So we've got our picks in and we'll see what happens. Go Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Go Warriors. Go Spurs. I know it's a long shot, but go stay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So guess who else is coming back? Serena Williams. <laughs> Did you say Kawhi? You know what? <laughs> For our listeners, Kawhi is a bad word to Diva Vanita. Yeah. Why are you cursing again on the podcast? <laughs> Let's Sorry just, about that. <laughs> let's just talk about him for a second. Kawhi Leonard is MIA vacant right now. He's a part of the Clippers. He did. He's doing the same thing he did to the Spurs. He gets injured and he vacates the premises for a year or two and he still gets paid. Well, he's doing that again to the Clippers. 
He got hurt. Oh, it's been, what, 16, 18 months? I don't even know. He's just been gone. Um, but he can't play if he's hurt. If he's really hurt, you don't want him true. to play because that's his livelihood. Exactly. I'm agreeing. So I'm going to say Kawhi is a baller when he is balling. So I want to see but, him back on that court. And on that he's right an excellent now, player. we need to call him what they call Anthony Davis, day to day. No, no, get you, but you're day no, to day. no, he's not day to day. He's year to year. <laughs> yes, don't know. Don't talk about my Kawhi not now. Don't talk about my Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Kawhi not. I didn't burn his T-shirt, but it's folded up in the back of the closet. Whatever. You better use that as a rag. <laughs> anyway, I send positive vibes to Kawhi Leonard and hope that he gets better. Be praying for his health because I definitely want to see him back out on the court. Please, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> call me a hater. I don't care. But I hate her. You know what? Stop it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So guess who else is back? We already talked about who's not back. <laughs> Serena, Serena Williams. Yes, Serena Williams is coming All right. back for Wimbledon, y'all. Woohoo! That's soon. I need to book my trip now. All right. Can we go? I can see her play because I don't. I'm hoping she'll make it to the U.S. Open, you know, in August time frame. But I definitely want to see her play. You all, that's something we should look forward to and do one year is go to the Open here in New York. That's what I've been screaming about doing because I so that's one of my bucket list items. Mm -hmm. I think we ought to do it. But Serena will be back at Wimbledon. She's strong. She's ready. Yep. And uh, I'm looking forward to her to, to finally getting to the record that she wants to get to. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be within Wimbledon. Well, yeah. I hope so, too. That would be good. Yes. Um, you know what? We have some sad news that we want to mention. Cheryl, I know you, you have some notes about the Steelers. Yes. And the reason why uh, Lady B don't want to talk about it uh, or mention it herself, because Pittsburgh Steelers are her team. They are her team. They love she loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's her number one team. And uh, when we got the sad news uh, just a few days ago about uh, their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, who was killed tragically in a car accident, um, not of his fault at all. Um, but it was just a freak accident, um, and it's terrible to, to see that that happened. So we're keeping the um, Haskins family in our prayers, along with the Pittsburgh Steelers and ownership and the team. Yes. Yes, that we was are. To hear. We are just trying to get our team back on board, and then this happened. So it's just the Steelers nation is just sad about it, just broke down. So... Yeah, let's keep the prayers going for for the team, the organization, the city, and his family. Yeah. And he was so young, so young. 24. Yeah, like 20, 24? I think so, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we'll pray for his family. Yeah. And while we're praying, should we pray for Brittany Griner? Of course, of course, yes. That's another sad situation. Back in February, she was coming back to the States and got arrested at the airport in Russia over alleged drug possession. So it's leaving a dense, dark, palling hanging over this whole WNBA organization, especially with training camp starting this week. It starts this week. 
Um, but they have made the announcement that when she does come back, whether it's at the beginning or the middle or when the season is over, she will not be docked her pay and she will not be suspended. Wow, so that's, that's, awesome. that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a a great measure of what the WNBA is about. I mean, they're not going to punish her any further than she's already being punished over there. Mm-hmm. yeah can you imagine being anybody's prison but being in a prison in another country where you don't know the language and and usually for those people who don't know that the women that play on the WNBA their salaries are not astronomical like the NBA so off season many of them go over to other countries to make extra income for themselves and their family and that was one of the things Brittany has always done. She's gone over to play at Russia, gets paid, then she comes back to the States and gets prepared for the season for WNBA. Well, this particular time, and many people did feel like it was a political uh, situation, a political pawn, because it happened just before the Ukraine war, uh, where she was actually um, arrested and detained. So she's been in their prison for about two months now. Mm. And that's a long time to be in anybody's prison, especially a Russian prison, and you don't know the language and someone else has to speak on your behalf. Um, But from my understanding, we heard some of that today um, on the morning news that they are working diligently, the WNBA and also Brittany's legal team uh, to get her to be freed and sent back to the U.S. So every one of our listeners, if you're listening and um, you're a prayerful person, if you could lift up Brittany Griner and pray that she'll she'll be released uh, back to uh, to the United States so she can come home. I'm sure this is all weighing on her mentally and emotionally. And her family, her family. Definitely. Yeah, so keep them all in our prayers. Um, uh, Beverly, I wanted to ask you a question. What's up what? with baseball? Girl, I knew it was something I forgot to share with you all. One of my favorite baseball players of the St. Louis Cardinals is back home. Albert Pujols is back with the Cardinals on a one-year contract. And so I'm excited. Uh, he's he spent like 10 or 11 years with the Cardinals and mm-hmm. uh, he went out West and now he's back on a one-year contract. And so I'm hoping that they play great and that, um, you know, he'll help them at f- first base when they need it. So I'm so just you're going to be watching a lot of St. Louis baseball this one year. <laughs> I always watch it, whether he was there. I'm a Cardinal fan. When you're a true fan, it doesn't matter. You watch, you know. So when your team is losing, you watch. When they're winning, you watch. So, oh, you try to go like I do. I try to go home and go to games and everything. So go Albert Pujols. And I hope the Cardinals do great this year. But, yep. Baseball season is upon us. The strike is over. And uh, let's play ball. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Well, I want to mention one other person that is back. And that is if you're a Formula One racing fan, my son has got me involved in Formula One racing is Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) He is back. Last year, he 
the very last race of the very last lap of the very last race of the season. If he had won, he would have broken a record to have had eight wins, uh, not just eight wins, but eight Nash, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, like tournament wins. Uh, so he would have been like the number one person in the world with the, that amount of wins. Um, but something happened on the last lap and they said it was an issue that someone had made a mistake, but at any rate, they did not give him the trophy back, but he was very gracious in accepting second place. And he took some time to think about coming back to Formula One racing. So I would say anybody that likes fast cars, check out Formula One racing. And they come, they race all over the world and they come to the United States at least twice. Awesome. All right. Wow. Well, you know, I like him. That's my maiden name, Hamilton. So <laughs> go Lewis. Lewis Hamilton. Yes. I got to remember that. Um, I've always wanted to go to like the Indy 5000, is it? The Indy 500. 500. <laughs> you can tell I'm clueless. I'm like the 5000. <laughs> I, I've wanted to go to that just like I've wanted to go to like the Kentucky Derby or something like that. I'm gonna... Now that's mm -hmm, fun, mm -hmm. you all. I've mm -hmm. been and that's fun. Is yeah, it mint julep tea? Is that it? Not tea. <laughs> not tea. Not tea for you, but not <laughs> Mint julep tea for everybody else. Okay. <laughs> Mint julep tea. They do have it, but that's just for you, Cheryl. <laughs> All our listeners, Cheryl is still on Similac. <laughs> In other words, I'm not a drinker. Right, right. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Beverly and I got her cup. Yes. <laughs> Um, you know what? I just, this just came in some sad news from Brooklyn, New York. There was a mass shooting uh, on the subway. Yes. And it looks like anywhere from 18 to 20 people are injured. Some are seriously injured, hospitalized, have been shot. Um, there seems to have been some gas canisters used also. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's quite a mess up there. I, um, reached out to my daughter to be sure she was working from home <laughs> and not in Brooklyn. Yeah, and so she's fine, and her roommates are fine. But man, when will when will people let up, y'all? When will people let up on hurting others? And and we the shooter is still out there. Yes. And so we don't know if it's a mental thing, but it's just a reminder to take care of you and take care of your mental health. And if you need help, ask for it. I know I use Cheryl every chance I get to stay sane. Well, that's her job with us. <laughs> yes, yes. And she's a licensed counselor, but really talk to somebody if you need help. That yes, there's so much going on out there. I, I just, you know, evil is, of course, going to be evil. And um, not until, you know, who come, Jesus comes back again, will it all be rectified. But it's just like it's heightened since the uh, pandemic. You're right. You're right. Everybody's frustrations yeah. have over 
exploding and just boiling over. There's so many triggers and you don't, what triggers one doesn't necessarily trigger another one. So, you know, like we were talking about the other stuff with Will Smith and, you know, you never know what people are going through and how they're feeling, um, what side of the bed they woke up on. They just lost their job or if they're hungry or they can't pay their bills or, you know, they're getting a divorce or whatever it is, these triggers are out here and it's all in how you deal with the trigger. Um, and you don't know what somebody's tipping point is also. You yeah. just don't know. And, you, and that's a lot of times when I go to restaurants and somebody's giving me bad service, the first thing they'd be like, oh, you shouldn't give them no tip. They're not doing what they're supposed to do, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's the person that you need to give the tip to um, because you never know what kind of day they had that day. You That's don't know true. what they're dealing with, you know, and then they still got to come and serve others, even in the midst of whatever they're dealing with. So um, everybody is not able to lock it down and, and and move, you know, through life and just say, OK, I will compartmentalize that for the moment. You know, everybody can't do that. Mm -hmm. You are exactly right. Wow. What can we do? A happy note? Let's do attitude yes. of gratitude or unless you want to say something else. Go ahead, Beverly. Well, I think we got to say happy anniversary to Reverend Cheryl and her husband, James. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Years. Thank you. Years. 30 years in the making. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What a blessing. <laughs> so I wouldn't have wanted to deal with anybody else for those 30, be with some anybody else, do life with anybody else besides him in those 30 years. He's an awesome husband. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's excellent what you said. I think I feel the same way about Otis. I mean, if I couldn't have Will Smith before, <laughs> before the slap. All right. <laughs> then I'll take Otis. <laughs> well, you all as a newlywed, I, I'm happy to finish my years with with the man I have. He's just wonderful. And so I'm grateful too. Very grateful. That's awesome. I think we already talked about these guys earlier in the podcast. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> in other words, we love our husbands. Yes. Yes. As so, my grandmother used to say, she used to call, if you had a good man, she'd say, baby, that's a good one. Good. good. A good one. So we have a good one. All right. <laughs> That's funny. So let's do uh, attitude of gratitude. I can go first. Go, go for it. You all, the, you know how the pandemic has kept us in and we try to stay away from folks. And uh, I've been real nervous even around the children because I know they go to school every day and they could bring anything home. But the other day, uh, my two youngest grandsons uh, came by the house and we met outside. And the first thing that Lalo said to me, and his name is Lazaro or uh, Lazarus in English, but, and we call him Lalo. So Lalo says to me, I just need a hug. And I was so happy to hug and be squeezed by <laughs> that little cutie pie. So I give a shout out to my two little grandsons, Lalo and my Ezekiel, but I call him Zeke. And so I just love them and I'm so happy happy we got to hug each other the other day that's my attitude that, of gratitude that awesome. is wonderful well i'm looking forward to getting one of those sweet squeezy hugs also for my <laughs> grandbabies i am going to california heading uh -huh. out this week to celebrate my granddaughter's second birthday 
and then see my little baby grandson Zane. So London and Zane, Gigi is on her way. All right, all right. <laughs> on her way, bearing gifts. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, wow. y'all should I see all the that. stuff I got. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I don't know how I'm gonna <laughs> get on the plane with all this stuff. I got a one piece of luggage just for the stuff I'm bringing for them. <laughs> That's awesome. They'll That's love awesome. it. They'll love being with you. Yes, they will. Well, my attitude of gratitude is for Mother's Day, I am going to New York City. Now, why am I grateful for this visit over any other visit is because my oldest son, Patrick, will be going with me to celebrate with my daughter, Ashley. And I am thrilled because he, he hasn't been to New York since he's been an adult. And so he's excited, I'm excited, and we're going to have a blast. And I'll get oh, to- Oh, you'll have so much fun. Awesome. Yes, I'll get to hang out with the people from Pride the Podcast. We love you. Oh, and, we do. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's, that's exciting. Yes, it, it is. Yep. So that's all I have, y'all. I think we covered everything on sports that we're going to cover. I can't wait till the playoffs start and then we can come and talk and analyze the games and (laughs) ESPN slash (laughs) Kitchen Island Tea. Oh, I got one. (laughs) If we do that, you all, I've been listening to a guy on HBO called Bamani Jones and he has a show called The Game Theory. And he's okay. sort of a comedian analyst. And so you all check him out. He's on HBO, uh, Bomani Jones. And then come back and tell me what you think about him. Or listeners, tell us what you think about him. But I like him and he makes me laugh. But he's straightforward awesome. now. He's straight up, straightforward. That's what I like. We're about real talk, about real issues in the real world. So he sounds he's like real. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, that's all I have, y'all. Y'all have anything else before we sign off? I'm good. Thank you, listeners. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Yes. Keep listening. All right. I'm going to say adios. Ciao, Bella. And I'll say keep listening again. This is DJ. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Mary, and I'd like to highlight an individual by the name of Bill Robinson. Bill Robinson, nicknamed Bojangles, was an American tap dancer, actor, and singer. He was the best known and the most highly paid African-American entertainer in the United States during the first half of the 20th century. Mr. Robinson was born on May 25, 1878 in Richmond, Virginia. His career began in the age of minstrel shows and moved, moved to vaudeville, Broadway theater, recording industry, Hollywood films, radio, and television. His signature routine was the stair dance, where he would tap up and down a set of stairs in a rhythmically complex sequence of steps, a routine that he unsuccessfully tried to patent. He was credited with having popularized the word copacetic through his repeated use of it in vaudeville and radio appearances. Mr. Robinson is best known today for his dancing with Shirley Temple in a series of films during the 1930s and for starring in the musical Stormy Weather in 1943, which was loosely based on his own life and selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. He used his popularity to challenge and overcome numerous racial barriers, 
Mr. Robinson was one of the first menstrual and vaudeville performers to appear as black without the use of blackface makeup, as well as one of the earliest black performers to perform solo, overcoming vaudeville's two-colored rule, which prevented blacks from performing solo. He was also an early black headliner in Broadway shows. Mr. Robinson was the first black performer to appear in a Hollywood film as an interracial dance team with Shirley Temple and the Little Colonel in 1935 and the first black performer to headline a mixed race Broadway production. Mr. Robinson was a popular figure in both the black and white entertainment worlds of his era and is remembered for the support that he gave to fellow performers, including Fred Astaire, Lena Horne, Jesse Owens, and the Nicholas Brothers. Sammy Davis Jr. and Ann Miller credited him as a teacher and mentor. Ms. Miller said that he changed the course of her life. Gregory Hines produced and starred in a biographical movie about Robinson that won him the NAACP Best Actor Award. Despite being the highest paid black performer of the time, Mr. Robinson died penniless in 1949 in New York City. His funeral was paid for by his longtime friend, Ed Sullivan. In 1989, Congress designated Robinson's birthday, May 25th, as National Tap Dance Day. And that is our little known black history moment for today.